Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 68 of the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum. I'm your host for this episode. And today we're going to be talking to Chris Talbot. Chris not only serves as the youth and family ministry uh, leader at his church, he's also the youth and family ministry program coordinator and the campus pastor at Welch College. And he's also written a book called Remodeling Youth Ministry. So today we're going to talk to him all about his ministry, how he got to where he is today. Of course, we're also going to talk about what it's like to be a youth ministry professor, what it's like to have written a book about youth ministry, and all the different, maybe the the highlights that we can learn from his book. Chris has a ton to share with you today, and it's going to be a great conversation. So Hope you uh, continue to listen in. Uh, while you're at it, if you have not done so yet, please drop us a, a like or a positive review on the, uh, the the podcast app or the service that you use. That just helps us out a ton, especially if you're using Apple Podcasts. That's a great way for us to just kind of be known and, and be found by other ministry leaders out there if you, if you like it and if you uh, subscribe and if you leave us a positive review. Also, if you've not done so yet, please follow us on social media. We are at StuMinPod, that's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D on Twitter, and at The Student Ministry Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. That's another great way for you to connect with us online. And uh, yeah, if you if you haven't done so yet, please share this podcast with others. We are so grateful for you to keep coming back time after time to just listen to these amazing stories of what God is doing in the lives of other youth workers. So thank you so much for that. But before we continue with this conversation with Chris Talbot, we do want to thank our sponsors for this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. They are amazing, and uh, I want you to hear about them. So here we go. Our first sponsor is G-Shades. It's a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everybody. With three plans to choose from, this curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you want to do better. Do you simply need message outlines, discussion guides, and games? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that will help you increase your online reach during the pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for only $36 a month. You will not find youth ministry video curriculum at that price anywhere else. G-Shades does an excellent job of not just teaching students the typical things that we teach them in youth group, but allowing them to see every life situation that they go through through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades creator Mike Haynes has actually been on the podcast for episodes 32 and 55. So if you'd like to learn more about Mike, you can check out both of those episodes. You can also head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season two of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D, that's for the Student Ministry Podcast, that's T-S-M-P-O-D at your checkout to receive $5 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Our other sponsor is MenHub Youth, which was actually developed by a fellow youth pastor. MenHub Youth helps you store and track your student, staff, and parent info 
as well as attendance for your events. There are a ton of features, but this week I want to tell you about RSVPs. Once you add events to your database, you can optionally sign students up for those events with yes, no, or maybe responses. Each response also has a spot for notes. So if you ask a student if they can make it and they say maybe, you can log their reason in and check back with them when the event gets closer. Also, each RSVP category can be used to message all those students or generate reports. On its own, the app is only $5 on iOS or Android, and you can use it forever on that one device without ever paying any more. But if you want to sync your database across multiple devices or with your leaders, you can sign up for MinHub Sync service and support the Student Ministry Podcast by visiting minhubsync.com slash SMP for Student Ministry Podcast. That's M-I-N-H-U-B. S-Y-N-C dot C-O-M slash S-M-P. You can find the links to both G-Shades and MinHub in our podcast show notes. Thank you so much to G-Shades and MinHub for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Now it's time to get into this conversation with Chris Talbot. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of starting this up. I, I had not met you uh, before uh, all this and everything, but uh, we connected on, on Twitter and I'm so great that, that you reached out and everything. Um, I'm I'm excited to get into this conversation today, as I was telling you a little bit offline, that, uh, that this is the first time I think we've talked to someone that is not only an author, but also a youth ministry professor. And so, uh, you know, involved in training the next generation of, of youth workers. So um, I'm really excited to get into that, but I'd love for people just to hear your story at the beginning like how did uh god bring you to this point where where you are in your life how has he worked in in your ministry over the years uh to to bring you to this point yeah to go all the way back i grew up in i would call it like a nominally christian household i think if like if you took a snapshot of my family you know when i was a teenager even a preteen asked my family asked my parents like if they were christians they probably would have said yes um, but we really went to church pretty flippantly, you know, it was a little bit more than like Christian Easter only, but, <laughs> um, but not much more than that. Like we, we would go like once a month or, or something like that. And I remember I, I got asked by a friend to go to a youth event. So I grew up in Southeast Michigan. Um, and there, there was like this, uh, uh, like this fun house uh, event center um, that they invited me to go to. And I was like, man, I'd love to go. Uh, so just had, had a friend invite me to, to go to this this fun event. And I was in the van and I was with their, their youth group and we were like on the way. And he said, Oh, by the way, like, we're going to have a service like beforehand. I was like, man, I, it's like a total bait and switch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like a little frustrated, like in the van, like on, on the way, but I was like, you know, whatever, like, I know we're going to have fun. I think it was a lock-in mm-hmm. um, at this, this event center. And so then we go to the service, we go to this church and, and I can't, I don't even remember the name of the, the person that spoke. I don't even remember like the, the passage I was read. All that I remember is that the uh, um, the speaker gave just the clearest gospel presentation that I had ever heard, um, and and just in that moment, like realizing, um, I think I was maybe 13, 14 years old, like the weight of my own sin, my need for a savior, um, the depth of God's love for me, and it, it, I'm sure I had heard things like that before, like in my church experience, um, from other people and whatnot, um, but it was really like the first time it all clicked for me, and it just all kind of fell together. 
Um, and from that point on, really, like, I just felt kind of this growing zeal within me to just be part of like a local body of believers, part of the church, um, to really try to live out my faith as, as strong as I possibly could. And, you know, obviously, like in your teenage years, it's ups and downs, you know, church camp, church camp, sure. and, and things <laughs> like that. But, um, yeah, I really just felt like real passionate about this kind of newfound faith that, I, that, um, that really had just clicked for me. Um, so yeah, I started attending this church um, that, that my friend invited me to, uh, and, and it became my home church. You know, the church probably never grew more than like 100 people, um, even now. Uh, but our youth group at one point was like 30 students out of that 100 people, you know, so it was like, it's really a uh, dynamic. Uh, wow, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah youth group. Um, and it was led by um, this lady named Lynn Isaacs, who's our youth leader, and um, I was just a sweet lady. Uh, anytime I go back home, I, I go and visit her. Uh, but I think, you know, she was in like the late 50s, early 60s at that time and just like couldn't tell you like any of the popular musicians or anything like that, but just loved the mess out of us. Like she cared for us, um, was just so compassionate and loving and, and gave me opportunities to like exhibit my gifts like within our youth group and all that. And so I think I think a large part of it is just that like growing up and having just such a good experience in youth group, having a youth leader that that really just not only said that she loved me and like cultivated that type of love, but like um, kind of, you know, lived it out really faithfully as well. Um, so then I decided uh, that I was going to go to college for ministry. I didn't really know what that looked like. Uh, so I packed up all my stuff and I, I drove, uh, started going to college at Welch College where I now teach. Um, you know, I was there, I, uh, I finished a four year degree in like five and a half years. So, you know, it, uh, it took me a little bit longer. I was working full time, like near the end there. Okay. And then upon graduating, I just, um, I, I, I spoke at a few like Christian camps, like near the end, uh, before graduating and just really started to feel like this deep desire to like minister specifically to teenagers that, that wasn't necessarily on my mind throughout college. You know, I knew that I wanted to do ministry that the Lord was leading me towards ministry in some way, but I didn't know what that looked like. Um, but yeah, upon graduating, I, I really felt this, this draw towards, uh, ministering to students. So I worked for a short time at a church in uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, um, for a few years out in Greenville, North Carolina. And then since then, uh, since moving back to the Nashville area, I've been a youth and family pastor at a church in the <clears throat> in the Sylvan Park neighborhood, which is like right in the middle of, of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, okay. So a little bit of geographical, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I love uh, I love hearing your, your story. Like there's so many of the people that I've talked to in this podcast that that the story, their story includes someone that connected with them when they were a teenager and it just has changed their life. And they wanted to, to do that for other people as well. Um, it's, it's amazing to know how God can use our influence on that. And I'm sure with you being a professor, I'm, I'm guessing you probably hear that story from a lot of your students that, that the reason they're there is because someone made an impact on them when they were in that point and, uh, and they want to do that for others. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would say almost without fail. When uh, new students come into my program, I ask them, I said, well, you know, what has led you to youth ministry? And almost always, if not every single time, I've heard them say, I had just a really great youth pastor and I want to do that same thing for like the next generation. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So let's talk about your ministry a little bit. You have uh, different uh, things that you're involved in uh, with your ministry, <laughs> with with the the church aspect, but also, yeah, teaching and and um, and 
training uh, other youth workers and, and other students. Um, but then you also you've written a book uh, about youth ministry. So let's let's first talk about your your ministry there at, at the church, um, youth and family. Um, what's that look like on a regular basis? What what do you lead? And uh, yeah, what's the ministry look like? Yeah, so I my my title is uh, youth and family pastor at a church called Southern Park Church in in Nashville. Here, um, I I would say it, it looks different from previous ministry opportunities that I've had. So when we were out in uh, Eastern North Carolina, the church I worked at there was probably more it's a little more fluent, like upper middle class, um, really terrific kids, but the, their biblical literacy was like at a higher level. A lot of kids in like Christian schools and whatnot. Um, I would say the majority of kids that we interact with and that come through our youth ministry at Sylvan Park um, are from low economic statuses. Um, virtually none of them have uh, Christian parents. And so we're, we're going to pick them up and like bring them to church and whatnot. So there's, a, there's kind of a different, um, different focus and different emphasis there, like in our ministry here than it was maybe in previous places. Okay. Okay. That's cool. And then... So you're not only doing ministry, you're also teaching it. So what's what's it like to be? I think yeah, you said you've you've been doing this for seven years. Is that correct? Yeah. So what's it like to to be a professor of of youth ministry and other Bible classes and things like that? What's the, I mean, other than the classes and things like that that you teach, uh, what's what's that like on a regular basis? Because I think like we in youth ministry, we have, you know, the seventh grade boy that all of a sudden, you know, realizes, oh, you work at the church and they're like, so what do you do all week? Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's kind of my way of asking that same question. It's like, what's, what's a youth ministry professor do? Like, what's your, what's your regular, uh, job? What's that ministry look like? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't want to hype it up too much, but it, <laughs> it's really been like my dream job. And I, and I don't think I knew that it was something that I was going to enjoy as much as I, I do. Um, but I, I get to come to work every day and I get to teach classes about youth ministry. And, you know, anything from like a class on philosophy of youth and family ministry to apologetics, classes on teaching, um, organizing like programs in your church and stuff like that. So it's just a blast. Um, so I, I'm, I'm over our program of youth and family ministry. So that means I teach our, 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 our youth ministry classes. Uh, but I also advise our students that are in that program as well. So I get to do a lot of like one-on-one -on -one mentoring with them as well. Talk to them like in and outside of class. Um, on top of stuff with the program, teaching the classes, advising students, I also get to teach some like Bible and theology classes here as well. And I also get to serve as the, uh, the campus pastor um, hmm. in campus as well. So um, all the time, I'm just having a blast like interacting with students um, getting to talk to them about spiritual things, about ministry, about what the Lord's doing in their life. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a blast all the time. I, I imagine, I'm always assuming at some point, someone's going to like pull back the curtain and be like, all right, you can't do this anymore. But at, at this point, like they haven't yet. So it's, uh, <laughs> um, it's been good and, and I really enjoyed a lot. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, so yeah, you have, you have a book, you've, uh, you're a published author, uh, remodeling youth ministry. So, um, of course, you know, I, we're going to get into the book and, and talk about like what the, the contents are and everything, but I'd love to know, like, who, who is the, the intended audience of this book? Who did you write it to? Yeah. I dedicate the book to my youth ministry students. And I think as I was writing it, I had them mainly in mind. And so I generally have students training to be in youth ministry or um, people that are in like their first few years of, of ministry. So I would say one of the main goals of the book is to help someone develop 
with, with a lot of freedom here, but help them develop a philosophy of youth and family ministry. So like, what are like the important things for you as you're, as you're getting ready to get into your first youth ministry job? Like, what are those non-negotiables? What are the things that you, ha- you want to like keep really central to, uh, to your focus there? Yeah. Yeah. And I know in, in the book, you, you say that there's a lot of different models of youth ministry that are out there. Um, I'm sure you've probably experimented with a, a ton of different models over your years in ministry. I know I have, um, I feel like sometimes that, that model is even changing year to year. Sometimes it's, it's month to month, especially during this pandemic, um, kind of relearning how to do, how to do youth ministry. So I know your, your goal for the book, uh, it seems is to really go deeper and have that biblical foundation for youth ministry. So if you could, I know we want people to actually read the book. Um, so we're not going to give the whole, the whole book right now, but, uh, what are a couple of those those foundations that that you've been able to gather from from the Bible uh, for youth ministry. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's that's such a good question. Um, it, it, in my experience, I've, just like you were mentioning, was you get all of these different like emphases, right? Like you have family driven youth ministry and Jesus centered youth ministry, and like um, you know five views on youth ministry. That I mean, that kind of illustrates the point, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think I just found myself like as I was interacting with all these different. Um, all these different models is all of them have something good to say. Like mm. there's hardly a one where I'm like, like, that's not good. Right. Like they, they all have really good uh, contributions. And so trying to like synthesize that together um, into something that is still like biblically based. Um, I, I think I mentioned in the book, my, my philosophy for a long time, if I'm trying to boil it down to like bare bones is to be biblically saturated, gospel driven and to minister relationally, mm. uh, which doesn't, I don't think that's novel, like at all. I think that's kind of what we all want to do, but trying to keep those like front and center. So mm-hmm. I tell my students all the time, like, I hope my, my desire, I don't, I don't know if this is the case, but my desire is if you came to my youth ministry and like, you're able to like kind of cut it down the side that like looking at a cross section of it, it just like bled Bible. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so saturated with scripture that like, that's, that's what it's built upon. That's what's running through the veins of the ministry. Like that's, uh, that's what's kind of forming everything. But that it's being driven by the gospel, right? Like the, the end goal, the purpose of it all is not only to get kids saved, right? For them to know the gospel, but also to live deeper in light of the gospel as well. Yeah. Um, to, to find the depth of the gospel, to realize the goodness of God, the love of God um, in their life. And I think one major way to do that is just to minister relationally, right? Like mm-hmm. have embodied, like compassionate relationships with people, Um and I, th- I think any youth ministry, any youth minister that's been in youth ministry for any amount of time can tell you, you know, a bunch of different stories about those hard to reach students that are going through some really difficult situations. And it's been those kind words or those one-on-one interactions that really like made, made a major difference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that, that I've learned, especially over this last year, I think there are things that I knew, but the, the pandemic has allowed me. And I think a lot of people to clear our minds and refocus and reprioritize ministry. And, and those are some of the principles that I feel like I've come back to as well. Um, but I guess through your own experience and as you help train other youth workers, how, how do you actually like practically do that when there are so many things pulling you in different directions and different models out there, like I said, but also like how to keep that, that weekly or sometimes twice a week program running. And at the same time, you're like, I know I need to be focused on the Bible and I know I need to be focused on relating to kids and just like actually like discipling them and connecting with them. But 
there's so many other things that are demanding for your time. Um, issues pop up, stuff like that, that are like, ah, if I could just focus on sharing the gospel and loving students, it'd be a lot easier. So like, how do you, how do you, how does one actually like stay focused on those, those foundations in the middle of all that? Yeah. 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 Cause it's so easy to have like ministry, like ADD, right? Like because there's so many different things out there that are like calling for attention, we get emails and phone calls that say like, Hey, we would love to help you like grow your ministry. Here's like a, you know, five easy step program, right. or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, one of the things that's helped me, and I think it's helpful for others as well, is simply writing out their philosophy of ministry. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know what drove me to do this. I didn't, I don't think I had a class. Maybe I did and I didn't do it. <laughs> but I, in my first year of ministry, I think in the first month I was there, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write out like what I think is really like central to doing ministry faithfully according to scripture, um, that's driven by the gospel and so on. And so I wrote it out. And then I don't know if it's like, you know, being young and ambitious, but like I give it to my volunteers as well. I was like, hey, read this, like give me some feedback on it. Um, because one of the things I ran into really quickly was I had really well-intentioned volunteers, but they, they would, they'd be like idea machines as well. And so they'd throw ideas to me and I'd have ideas. And all of a sudden, like if we don't have any like rubric at all, mm. all of a sudden, like we're doing everything, right? Mm. But at the same time, we're not able to do anything. And so I think having something that I could point to not only for my volunteers, but even for my, myself, um, to say, hey, like this, that's so good, like it's a really good idea, but does it does it fit with our particular mission? Mm. Like, does it fit with what we're what we're trying to do? And so that was really helpful, like being able to, to just point to like this actual like document. And there's nothing like an errand about that document, right? Like I'm I'm fallible, okay. <laughs> I'm full of errors, but be able to point to that and say, hey, like does this fit like with our, our mission? And then, you know, we might even have some back and forth about it. Like they might think it is, maybe I don't think it is, but having that conversation about, you know, yeah, looking through it is really healthy as well. That's awesome. I know we were talking also offline just about even confrontation and things like that. And I think um, that's something that I've been kind of taking an, another step in, a new step in over the last several years as well. And, and that, I think that's so important as my wife and I were even just talking this week about yeah, having that rubric, like you said, like that, that document, whether, you know, it's not inerrant, but it's, this is, this is who we are. This is what I feel really that God has placed on my heart for this ministry. And, uh, and, and it's okay if you disagree with it, like, but this is who we're going to be. And, uh, and as you know, we're going to trust God in it, but at the same time, like he's placed me in leadership of this ministry. And this is what I believe that he has for us. And when you have that, then you can refer back to it and you say, okay, that's a great idea. Like you said, and you could say yes or no a whole lot easier, but you can also confront uh, if you need to at times and go, you know, this doesn't fall in line with our ministry and I need to address that. Um, but if you don't have that, that document or that, that thing you can refer back to, it's a whole lot more difficult i would i would assume um in, in those times yeah yeah no absolutely i, I think you're you're hitting the, the nail on the head there because if i'm just kind of off the cuff like saying yes or no to different things it can seem like i'm i'm just kind of in charge and it's my way or the highway right but if i'm able to like point to something external right like this mission this goal that we have in mind it's a lot easier to have those conversations that's awesome so, so yeah, make sure you, you grab Chris's book and, uh, learn exactly, you know, what kind of those, those foundations could be for your ministry and, and be sure you're writing up those as well. Um, Chris, I know, I know you're also involved in a, a ministry called rooted ministry. Um, if you want to talk about that, what's that involve and, uh, you know, how, how are you, I guess, uh, leading in, in that area as well? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Root is a great um, conference ministry. They have a blog uh, website. Um, just a really like rich group of fellow youth uh, pastors, youth and family pastors. I think I went to their first conference back in maybe 2015, 2016 Atlanta. Um, but it is it's kind of this theologically rich, grace-driven youth ministry organization. Um, so I've written for, for them a little bit on their website, um, went to their conferences a, a few times. But I'm just really... I'm really encouraged by the work that they're doing. Um, so I, I would just really encourage anybody to check it out. Uh, they have um, they have a great website uh, with a lot of resources for uh, young youth ministers, people that have been at it for a while, uh, but also parents as well. Kind of over the last few years, they focus a lot on how to like equip parents to do mm. uh, discipleship, have some podcasts available there um, too. But yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about Rooted and, and their leadership too. Cameron Cole's a, a great guy. He, he was the one that wrote the forward to my book. Um, mm. So he's, he's great as well. That's really cool. Yeah. I think there's uh, I love that they're doing more work with, like you said, partnering with parents and stuff. I think that's, that's an area of a ministry that I'm constantly growing in as well. I mean, I remember during my internship, I think one of the books that I had to read was family-based youth ministry by Mark DeVries. And, uh, and I remember reading it going, I don't want to work with parents. I got into this working because <laughs> I love teenagers and uh, yeah, over the years, uh, the, 15, 16, 17, whatever years it's been. Um, yeah, more of my work is more with our leaders and parents. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm working with adults more than I am teenagers nowadays. And uh, so I, any way that I can learn how to do that better uh, is, is definitely, um, <laughs> definitely going to be helping my ministry for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We, that's probably one of the bigger paradigm shifts our students experience while they're here is trying to capture this, this vision of um, of doing family ministry, right? Like mm. equipping the parents. Um, and some of them have, have had, had that experience, but a lot of them, I think, are, are like a lot of us to where, you know, we got into this to minister to teenagers, not, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. not adults. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting uh, interesting shift, but it's biblical, right? Deuteronomy right. chapter six, Ephesians six, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned, uh, yeah, Deuteronomy six. You're, you're con Are you connected with D6? Is that, is that yeah, something so I, you, you're also connected with as well? Yeah, um, they are uh, connected with our denomination. Um, okay. So our, uh, our college is the nomination they ran, and then they're part of uh, our publishing house. Um, I did work for their D6 Family Ministry Journal, which was like, uh, which was an academic journal um, on family ministry. It's on hiatus right now, but I think we're hoping to start back maybe in the next couple of years again. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I love I love what D6 does. I'm I'm pretty connected with Orange as well, and um, a lot of different uh, yeah organizations out there that are helping youth workers and and kids ministry workers and everything to to actually yeah approach the family as a whole and as a unit and really if we can not just change teenagers' lives but change families' lives and uh, and see what God can do do through that. That's awesome. So I, uh, so I, you've given a lot of wisdom already in the podcast, but I'd love to just pick your brain just a little bit more. Um, you have a, a, an audience of a bunch of bunch more youth workers that are out there listening. Um, what are a couple tips that you'd like to share? Um, maybe it's things that you've picked up along the way or taught in your classes, something like that. Just, uh, some free tips out there to, uh, to toss to the, uh, all the youth workers that are listening today. Yeah. I think one of the things I've been learning myself, maybe over the last five, six, seven years, and I feel like I, I would want to share with the guys and girls that like I interact with a lot, is um, not to give in to ministry envy. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really easy. I, I mean, it's probably easy for anybody that's in ministry, but maybe especially true for youth ministers. Um, maybe it's just, just for me in particular. Um, but to do ministry in a way that is 
um, as honoring like the guy, the way that God made you, um, the way that God has gifted like your personality, like your own uh, spiritual gifting and so on. I think one of the, the quick dangers, especially in those first few years of ministry and even, even beyond that, is to see, you know, see the youth ministry down the street or, or across town, whatnot, and and have a little bit of, or e e even across the U.S., right? Like we even know of a, of a youth group, like of a friend of ours or, or whatnot, and all of a sudden we want to just mimic whatever they're doing or to kind of copy it because we think that's going to be kind of a quick way to growth. Um, and to try to resist that and instead think more critically about like, how has God gifted me? How has he um, formed my personality? Uh, and, and, and in all that also like honoring like the way the scripture talks about ministry as well. And then do ministry like according to that. Um, I, sometimes I joke that I'm not like I'm the world's worst youth minister because I'm, I'm just not great with games. <laughs> and, I, and I teach youth ministry, right? Like, right. <laughs> um, and, and I try to do them, but the, the, there's a guy that's, um, it's a youth pastor near here that we're dear friends and he is like a, a whiz with games like he wrote a book like about um about using games uh close to when mine came out and i often say like if i try to do youth ministry like the way that he does it like it would just like it'd be terrible right <laughs> but but then like vice versa as well like god has just gifted us in different ways like mm -hmm. we're in different stages of ministry and, and so on so um yeah just kind of leaning into like god maybe um god gave me a certain gifting a way of doing this ministry a certain personality even a way of like talking about things and to embrace that rather than try to like mimic mimic somebody else mm. yeah that's so good um yeah i was actually talking with a couple of young youth workers just the other day and they were they they have this desire to to create some community and partnerships with other youth ministries in their community and and they were like how do you guys do it and when when there is that competition and everything it's just naturally in us and a lot of in us uh, and and i told them i was like i just had um it was actually a middle school kid that came to our youth group not too long ago and uh he, he walked in and said something it was like oh yeah the you know such and such church that's one of our you know uh, actually a, a lo another local church and they're like their nine square is so much better than yours <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you have that, like, not only are you trying to do that, but, you, but a lot of times you have like the kids in your youth group that are naturally trying to compare and everything too. So it's really easy to slip into that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think one of the things, not only, like you said, with just keeping that mindset and keeping, making sure that, you know, you're focusing on who God has created you to be, but I'd love to add to that, to, to be able to view those other churches in your area or around the country as partners, we're in this together as well and so if you're like honest like you said with who god has created you to be and you're we're viewing each other that we're all on the same team it's so much easier to to stay away from that competition or that comparing or, or things like that as well yeah well, one of the things i love about my church is uh from time to time we'll pray for other churches in our neighborhood um and they're and churches that aren't like connected to our denomination but we know that like they're bible believing like also proclaiming churches and so we pray for them pray that like they um that god grows like their ministries and um and that they see like the fruit of their labor as well hmm. yeah and, and i think too um befriending those other youth pastors in your hmm. area as well and and sometimes that helps because then you realize like the grass isn't necessarily greener you know um and so right. You can you can share like the struggles and the hardships of ministry with them and sometimes that helps overcome that yeah that's awesome that's awesome 
Well, Chris, I know people are going to definitely want to connect with you. They're going to want to pick your brain as well, ask you some follow-up questions, um, maybe ask you about your your school, maybe ask you about your book a little more. Um, so where are the best places for people to find you, find your book, um, and uh, and all those things online? Yeah. Hey, you can find the book at uh, on Amazon, probably the easiest place uh, to find it. Um, uh, you can also find it on our welch.edu uh, website. Uh, you can purchase there as well. If you want to know more about our youth ministry program here at Welch, uh, you can go on there and there's some quick links there to find our, our youth ministry page and find about like courses and different things that we offer uh, regarding that. And then as far as like future projects and things like that, I have a, a book that I'm editing with a friend about, um, it's not about youth ministry, but it's about just Christians being faithful in culture. Um, so hopefully it's going to be released maybe at the end of the year here. Um, so we have our own in that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, that as well. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, as far as your social media is, uh, is Twitter the best place to find you or is there a, is there a better place? Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's the only place I'm on. So for good or for ill. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> at C underscore Talbot is, is my Twitter handle, but th yeah, that's probably the best way to reach out to me. Cool. Cool. We'll have all those uh, links in the show notes as well. So you guys can just click on those and, uh, and find, find Chris online and uh, yeah, read his book consider going to, to school and you can learn in, under him in, uh, in the classroom, but, uh, but definitely make sure you check out his book and, uh, and follow him on Twitter. So Chris, thank you so much for not only, you know, being on the podcast, but all that you're doing to, to train up the next generation of youth workers. It's so incredibly important. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for staying in, involved in the local church. I, I honestly don't know. Like I thought I had a lot on my plate, but just hearing all that you're doing, I'm, I'm like, wow, I, I don't even think I can come again, comparing, uh, <laughs> there I go. Uh, but it's, uh, but yeah, and you're doing so much, uh, for, for the larger kingdom. And so thank you so much for, for being on today and may God bless your ministry. Yeah, thank you so much. That's encouraging. And, uh, I, I had an absolute blast. So thank you for having me on. Well, thank you all again for listening to this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Remember that all the links that we talked about in this episode are going to be in the podcast show notes. So make sure you check those out. You can find those probably on most of your podcast apps and services, but also at thestudentministrypodcast.com. There, you're going to find all the links that uh, that Chris talked about, where to find his book, including an Amazon affiliate link to uh, to be able to help out the Student Ministry Podcast. But also, you're going to find uh, links to his social media and links to both of our sponsors, including G Shades. So make sure you check out G Shades at gshades.org and use the promo code. T-S-M-P-O-D at checkout to receive $5 off your order. And also be sure to check out minhubsync.com slash S-M-P. That's M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C.com slash S-M-P. And you can support the Student Ministry Podcast by checking out that link and signing up for their service. Thank you so much for being here once again. Uh, I can't wait until we're back Again, for another episode, it's going to be great. But until that time, be sure to share this. Be sure to uh, leave us a, a positive review that just it's a huge help to the podcast, honestly. And, uh, and, and also, if you know someone that we should be talking to, be sure to let us know. Connect with us on social media. Connect with me on social media. I'm at Steve Cullum on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there as well. Uh, all those links, again, are going to be in the show notes, so check those out. Uh, but until we talk again next time, may God bless your ministry.